What is up, everyone? My name is Two Cents Tabs, and you've reached Gabmouth TV, where I'm going to be talking about your favorite controversial topics with my favorite friends and family. Uh, what is up, everyone? This is my first episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about a lot this episode, but it'll probably get a little off topic, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we start with one topic, and it kind of just leads us to lots of things about life and um, what we think about the different generations and cancel culture and how everything is as a whole in this world it's kind of what my I want my whole podcast to be you know like I have a lot of uh controversial topic or topics I do have a lot of controversial topics that's the point I have a lot of controversial opinions on just about everything honestly um and I just I want people to listen and with a podcast people have to listen. They can't interrupt me. And even if they're thinking something while I'm saying something, they still have to listen to me just keep going. Or they can just stop my podcast. But I'm hoping people listen because I feel like my opinions are valid and they do come from somewhere, but I never really get to get to that point. Um, so that's what I'm here to do today. So we're going to start with cancel culture. Um, I do want to let you know how my podcast started out, though. Um, it started as like a huge joke. I just asked people on Facebook like what they could see me doing as a job. And my dad, of course, had to say he could see me having my own talk show because I talk a lot and I don't know how to shut up. So he said I would have my own talk show and he would call it Gab Mouth TV. And honestly, I thought it was literally like the funniest thing. And then when I sat there and thought about it, I was like, Gab Mouth TV, that's actually pretty fucking genius. My name is Tabitha. So it's just, I don't know, for me, I'm a huge person. I love puns. And that's just great for me. And my, my freaking name, I came up with two cents tabs, because you know, I'm gonna be putting my two cents in everything. So if you don't want to listen to that, you probably shouldn't be on my podcast. But if that's for you, then please stay because it's going to be completely uncensored. So I will warn you that if, um, you do have any triggers um, of like anything like sexual abuse or anything like that, that is going to be mentioned today in my podcast. So um, if, if that is something that is hard for you, um, maybe you should be careful listening to this podcast because my podcast is all about being uncensored, um, all about hearing um, our mistakes during the podcast, just hearing a real life conversation. And that's what I want. <clears throat> so... Today, I have uh, my cousin Zach here with me, and um, I grew up with him. He's one of my best friends, and we have <laughs> some of the most wild conversations, and I wish people could hear the conversations we have. So uh, he's my first person for the first episode, and I think it's a great person to have for the first episode. That's my cat, Charlotte. She's here, too. Just so you know, she's going to be popping in with her opinions, too. She's a very opinionated cat, so she'll be here to put in her two cents as well. But um, I'm gonna let my, yes, Charlotte, I'm gonna let my cousin Zach uh, introduce himself uh, so we can get started on cancel culture and what is really our opinions about what is going down right now in cancel culture. I know, baby girl. What is up? My name is Zach. And if you do not like the F word, probably not the fucking place for you because I say fuck a lot. <laughs> All right, you guys, um, I just, I really want to just dive right in because I'm, yes, because I am, 
I'm honestly, I'm coming in hot. This happened a couple years ago now, so um, I know it's not like super relevant as to right now, but what is going on um, in my head right now is um, has to do with that sick. This is um, something I started thinking about recently. Um, and if you don't know who Datsik is, uh, you guys kind of need to know who he is before I start not talking. A German metal band. He is not a German metal band. <laughs> My cousin thought he was a German metal band man. Uh, his name is Datsik. Uh, he was a EDM uh, DJ producer. He um, he was actually like one of the pioneers. He um, he was part of like. <clears throat> Uh, Excision's group, a lot of people know who Excision is, so they were, like, best friends growing up. Uh, that's, don't really need to dive into his life, um, but fast forward, he went on this tour, um, and a lot of girls got hurt on this tour, and I'm not gonna take anything from those girls, I'm not gonna say he didn't do it, because this man was literally dropped by his best friend, almost every single person who associated with him did not want to associate with him anymore, um, so that obviously says something, you know, it's, he there's something wrong with that man um and I'm not going to take anything away from that where my head is at with starting with this is him being canceled it was more people who wanted to still listen to his music and my thing is is these people have already fallen in love with the music they have before you know any of this happened or any of it came to light they were listening to his music, falling in love with his music, and something that, like, specifically, like, related to me that I was thinking about was when me and my husband first got to, um, not first got together, but when he first came back to California, um, and we were hanging out, and we were hanging out with, um, one of my other friends, Cassie, at the time, and we all just went, and we were just literally, like, like stargazing, just listening to music, right, and, <clears throat> I hadn't met a lot of people who listened to EDM and actually genuinely liked it. And he popped in the car and he was talking about how he liked dubstep and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, listen to this mix. And I wanted to show him this mix. And it was an Adventure Club mix because I am way too obsessed with Adventure Club. And um, I, you know, he literally looked at me and this is one of my favorite memories because it was an instant just like, all right, this, this fucking man's hella cool. And he was like, wait a second, let me show you this live set. And it was this group called F Word, um, which had Datsik in it. The thing that I'm having trouble with is obviously that that means a lot to me. That live set means a lot to me. But there is this, obviously, if I listen to it, the man's still getting paid. He's still getting streams. You know, I'm still quote unquote, uh, supporting this man in a way. That's, you know, how people make it seem. Um, that's definitely what I've seen on Facebook pages, EDM Facebook pages, people who bring him up who are like, you know, who even say like, uh, you know, they don't believe in anything he has done, but you remember when Datsit came out with this, it's like, they can't take the love that they have for that song away. They've already experienced it. It's already created memories for them. That F word set has memories for me, but it's so hard for me to listen to now because I'm constantly thinking about the fact that I'm supporting this guy. And I realize at the end of the day, I can sit in my room, I can listen to him and no one can know, or no one would know, you know, I cannot say anything about it, whatever. But 
it's, I still know, you know, I still know this involves a man who has done these things to these women. And here I am listening to the set, but I'm not listening to the set for him. I'm listening to it because that was a, that was a moment of really good bonding for me and my husband. And it's like, cancel culture just rips that. And like I said, it's not taking anything from these women and the trauma they have gone through and the stuff he did to those women. It's not about that, but it's like, at what point do we have to like admit that we can't erase the music these people have made? Like, I, I always think of a good, a really good one, uh, like in comparison. So maybe, you know, a little more pop culture for people who really don't know the EDM world. I have never seen anybody, anybody complain when they start bumping R. Kelly. That song Ignition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have mm-hmm. never seen anybody don't act like you don't start vibing to that song. Exactly, and I've never seen anybody, anybody complain about that. And from my understanding, um, and I do have Zach here with his phone, so he'll be able to fact check and check he, on he's stuff. On a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's done some pretty nasty stuff, and with minors, correct? Yeah, she was 17. Yeah, it was with minors, but we're still all bumping R. Kelly like it's like nothing ever fucking happened, you know? And that's like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, at what point do you separate the person and the music? Is the person separate from the music? I think in a way, how you can get away with it is it depends on how you're listening to that person. So, mm-hmm. like, if you go onto YouTube mm-hmm. and you look, th- look that person up and you watch their video on their page, then, yeah, they just got that money. Yeah. But, like, if you download it, whether it be a legal download, illegal download, especially if it's an illegal download because you didn't pay it anything. Yeah. But even if it was a legal download, that was a one-time ordeal. Now you can listen to that song as many times as you want. They're not going to get paid for it. Yeah. But on, I think you can turn that into a power, though. So, like, he got... He didn't get convicted, though, unfortunately. Yeah, no, that's... The ones yeah. who did get convicted, all that money goes to the victims now. Oh, interesting. So now when you listen to the song, instead of it going to them, you could be like, oh, now when I listen to the song, I'm paying the victim. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I see. I didn't know anything about that. But, like, that's, in his case, if he didn't get the conviction, He then, didn't, yeah. yeah. No, Datsik did not get the conviction, and that's... I'm not even going to get into that. He just... He didn't get convicted. Do I think he should have got convicted? Absolutely. That's... I, I do not well, condone anything like this. He... Quick run... The quickest rundown, he gave girls backstage passes that said Tulsa, which means a slut, backwards. And, um, like, if you looked in a mirror, and um, he drugged these women, and... Whatever happened in the backstage, that's what happened in the backstage. So, um, yeah, that's what that man did. So that's obviously you could see where, like, a lot of that guilt's coming from. But, like, it's, I, I think it just, like, and my husband, like, lo- like loved him, obviously, before all this happened. And, you know, it's just, like, but see, it's, it's crazy. It's having to separate the individual from the job. Yeah. Like, him, him as a musician is a job title. 
like yeah he used his job title to do what he did to those girls that was a means of him getting into that that area yeah <clears throat> but like with michael jackson everybody loved michael jackson everyone was obsessed with michael jackson had the shirts had the hair tried to learn to fucking moonwalk all that shit r.i.p by the way then one person was like oh he touched my child's penis and everyone was like oh he's a fucking freak he's this he's that two days ago you were fucking bumping him now you're turning around calling him a freak burning his albums all this other stuff like burning the album is gonna take the paycheck away first of all when you already got it yeah (laughs) you just wasted your money yeah um and then to go through all that and then when it turned out it was all a lie it was all a lie he has like right you can get so far into michael jackson exactly oh my god and then you get these people who are like oh well I always kind of, I, I always felt like something wasn't right about that. It was like, you just burnt his fucking CD. Yeah. You know, so it's... Excuse me. Cancel culture has kind of always existed, but it's getting more prevalent now with this... Social media, too. Yeah, social media and, like, this, I don't want to say, like, sissy generation. Yeah, I don't like, want to... I, I agree with... Hold on, I, I'm so sorry. I definitely agree with... I don't want to call you guys a sissy generation either. Also, I'm kind of in the middle. People call us, like, zillennials, I guess, because we're kind of, like, half millennial, half Gen Z. uh, Experience both sides very well. Um, But I don't want to call it a sissy generation either. It's a very caring, empathetic generation, and I don't want to say that sissy... There's a lot of things I do respect about that. Absolutely, but there's certain things that are, like, okay, like... Hold on a second. Like, like with what I explained um, yesterday, the the lady that had the homeless lady with the one leg, mm, mm-hmm. and she had a sign that she made herself yeah. on my last leg as a means of taking what she's got and using it to make money. Yeah, as a joke because yeah. people usually no one can lie. When you're going down the street, if someone has a funny sign, you usually give right. them money because you're like. All right, you made me laugh. Exactly. <laughs> and how often is it? This is it's, it's not every day that you see somebody with a missing limb. And a human's natural instinct is going to be what happened? Yeah. Why? And that's normal. That's a totally normal thing. Yeah. But to get offended when that person is able to make light of their own situation, first of all, if you don't have a missing limb, you can't get offended. Yeah. You can't sit there and say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be holding a sign making fun of yourself. Like, why? I'm finding humor in my tragedy. Yeah, like, I'm taking a situation that instead of sitting here being, oh, pity me, pity me, you know, look at my, look at my nub. You should feel bad and sympathize for me and, 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 and give me attention. I turned it into a joke and was like, hey, can you give me a dollar? Because I got one leg, you know? <laughs> and... And that's kind of what bothers me about cancel culture is they're too sensitive. Yes, that is the thing. There is, like, too, like, sensitive topics are coming up. Or, like, re-bringing back up Eminem. Like, here, y'all, if there is any serious Gen Zers listening right now who genuinely, like, be honest with yourself, you genuinely haven't done your research on Eminem, okay? You guys are not the first people to try and cancel this man. The literal U.S. government 
tried to cancel yeah. him, okay, and silence him. And guess what? He, he wrote won. an al yeah, he wrote an album that was probably one of his best selling albums, okay? Literally one of his best selling albums. So I just it's he is I just the things you're picking to it's the things you're picking to cancel. It's not the cancel right. culture. It's the things you're picking. Like you want to get over Eminem? you want to cancel Eminem? Also, what was the song? Uh, it was you guys want to cancel him for "Love the Way You Lie" because what? Hold on, listen to this. This is what I want to know, you guys. Of all the songs, of all the songs. Have you guys ever heard Kim? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um. But here's what I want to know about that. The reason, from what I'm understanding, um, if you can fact check this for me while I'm talking about it, from what I'm understanding, they want to like cancel him because it's about it's about domestic abuse, which duh, that's kind of what the song's about. But because he had Rihanna in the song with him, and oh, Rihanna, cause... Chris Brown. But um, you realize Chris Brown's the one who like you know was the one who had the domestic violence against Rihanna, but y'all are still bumping his new album and all his new songs. So right. what, what's and, going No, I've never seen anybody cancel Chris. What's, what's wrong with Rihanna writing a song about her experience? Yeah. and you're, So you're basically saying she has to be silenced because she's singing about her abuse. Exactly. And also, I don't know if anybody knows this. This is why I'm saying, do, like, do your research before you just start doing this. But that, the Eminem part... Of mm-hmm. Love the Way You Lie is Love the Way You Lie Part 1, which is on Eminem's album. Rihanna came out with this album that same year, which has Love the Way You Lie Part 2 on it, in which it's mostly Rihanna. And she's singing. So and that's actually really cool that they managed to do that. That's a, that's that's dope to get one song on yeah. two different albums. No, that's it's... Talent. It's they have his part on one and her part on the other, and it's like right. there is two parts, and she has her own part. She wrote about it. This is her own personal experience. So, who are you guys to say that Rihanna or Eminem is wrong for having Rihanna in there? Right. Rihanna could have said no if she wanted to. And in that same year, in that same month that you're talking about doing this to Eminem, Rihanna talking about a personal tragedy in their lives. Yeah, you're promoting two sluts. To get on stage at the Super Bowl halftime show and jerk a dildo off on it. Oh, yeah. See, that's another thing is like everyone's like, by the way, I I just want to say like we're talking about this. I really don't give a flying fuck what anybody does. Okay. Like, so like I that's not like what I'm getting at. I don't like I don't care if they were dancing like that at the Super Bowl because in front of children. Yeah, that's I with that's dildos. I know, but it's the same thing with Miley Cyrus. Well, yeah. Here's here's that here's my point with that with this. Okay, Miley Cyrus. When I went to her concert, people were saying the same thing. I took my daughter to her concert, and she had she did. Mm-hmm. She was humping the stage. Yeah, she had because they were expecting Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. Exactly, but that's my but thing. We weren't with, expecting Hannah Montana, Cardi B. No, but you know that's my point. You should know who Cardi B right. is. So if you know who Cardi B is as a person i don't think she's gonna calm it down right the super in bowl. reality it was the super bowl's fault for putting her Ex- as exactly hell and allowing it exactly they should have been like whoa 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 this no. is a family event this is i'm sorry this is not women's empowerment to pull out a dick because because you're trying to sit there and pull that women empowerment thing i've never seen a guy on stage pull out a fucking flashlight and start <laughs> you know licking it okay so I th- no okay I totally I totally understand I just I just wanted to get across to like you get like people who are choosing to listen right now mm-hmm. that 
I, I like, I really don't care. I think it's all situational, like we just said. Like, right. I don't think it's, one, I don't think it's freaking Cardi B's fault that she is, we already know who Cardi B is. So it should have been on the Super Bowl and the people producing the show should've, to make sure yeah. there was a family event going on. Then, if the Super Bowl did make that decision, all of you parents should have thought about this for a second and been like, hmm. Right. Cardi B is performing? Yeah. Maybe thought, oh, they're not going to allow that on a Exactly. Family. No, mm-hmm. you should always, listen, this is my opinion, and I'm a parent too, y'all, okay? I have a daughter, so um, it's just, if you know who Cardi B is, and you, like, you're aware of what she's doing and everything, and you heard she was performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, I would have been like, oh, let me, like, watch the first few minutes, yeah. and then, like, or, like, let me watch the thing, and then... Um, if mommy thinks it's appropriate and for you right, right now, then we'll, we'll look it up on YouTube. We'll watch it on YouTube. Exactly. We have that technology now, you guys. They're not right. going to miss it. You can record it. You have, we have all this stuff now, you guys. Okay. There's like, that's my, yeah, my point was, is you can't blame Cardi and them for doing what right. they do. You have to blame Super Bowl for allowing them right. to do that. And I absolutely agree. But cancel culture, mm. you would have thought they would have attacked Cardi B or, but they canceled culture the exact opposite. Yeah, they were, they lifted her up on a pedestal like she was some type of like goddess for women, and it's like at the no. same time as putting down Eminem for just talking about. By the right. way, Eminem's been domestically abused too. He domestically abused as well. Yeah, but he is. He's also, been on both sides. He has been on both sides. That's why I'm saying. Also, I am not against him like being canceled or quote unquote canceled okay like i'm so serious when i heard eminem got canceled i like i kind of just laughed and i was like all right what song is it for because he's a very controversial fucking right writer and so i was like oh my god it's gonna in my head this one i'm thinking i'm thinking oh my god i'm thinking like the new generation found like his relapse cd Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh no what did they find? Right. <laughs> I was like, you know, freaking, I was like, and then I was like, oh my God, did they find the Marshall Mathers LP? Did they find the Slim Shady LP? I'm like sitting there trying to figure out what they found. And it's literally Recovery, which is one of his most tame albums. And it's Love the Way You Lie with Rihanna. And I was like, right. what? <laughs> and mind you, this is a guy who's been attacked by gay people, women's activists, fucking old people, fucking everyone. His mom. Yes mainly because he's gone after them but you know he's still here he's still active he's still relevant he managed to take out some cheesy ass wannabe rapper who stole a name from a mobster oh my god he fucked this dude's career up so bad he's a little emo song writer i know you guys if you guys don't know like, what we're talking about? He needs to be called Squirt Gun Kelly. Oh, my God. You probably do. We're talking about MGK, which is Machine Gun Kelly, and uh, fucking um, If you Eminem. think he won, you ain't gonna like this channel. <laughs> no. Um, by the way, I will give MGK credit, because I've watched, like, his, like, beginning rap career, like, before he came after Isn't Eminem. he the one that always sat there and, like, bragged about stealing dudes, girls, and, like fucking random bitches um, and shit if i'm being completely oh no that's g easy oh, okay. yeah, yeah no that's g easy you're thinking of, yeah you're thinking of g easy yeah. okay um 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of MGK songs, though, so, like, I don't really truly know. I've listened to a lot of his, like, ciphers mm. that Mike has showed me, and they're not bad. Like, I'm not going to say he's not a bad rapper. I'm just going to say that he he made a rap towards Eminem because apparently every rapper seems... The rapper they need to prove they're better than is Eminem for some reason. And Insane Clown Posse is the only people who have stood up to it and actually, like, stood there. Oh, and, um... Who's the guy, the, oh my god, he just passed away from a, um, from a heart attack, I think it was. Oh, DMX. DMX. Yeah. He also was, he's also was rooting about him in him as well. Those are the only two that can maintain a beef with Eminem and, like, pulled it off. No, seriously. But they, um, oh my god, of course I freaking lost what I was talking about. MGK. Oh my god, MGK. So if you don't, okay, so if you don't know... MGK, he um, he wrote a rap to prove it was better than Eminem. I don't know. And Eminem actually wasn't even going to respond. Eminem's, uh, like, initial response was literally, I'm too old for this. He, <laughs> like, that was his initial response. He was literally, like, I, he wasn't going to respond. He was completely ignoring it. Like, he was just, like, it's just, like I'm over this bullshit. Mm. And, of course, all you little MGK fans were all like, Eminem's not responding. MGK won. Eminem's not saying anything. Little high school bullshit. Yeah, when really he was just trying to be mature. But y'all did piss him up, piss him off enough where he did come out with um, Kill Shot, which is one of the funniest fucking, like... Ended him. Oh my god, it is one of the funniest, it's a freestyle too, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, it's one of the funniest freestyles ever, and um, you know what people got mad about? Mm. People got mad that it wasn't a song, so it didn't have a hook and like verses and stuff. They were like, it wasn't even a song. And I was like, no, it was a freestyle that ripped MGK right. apart. So MGK had to sit at a desk for two or three days to come up with these lyrics. Eminem just blurted it out in one second. <laughs> and at the very beginning, it's all like, your beard is weird. Your beard is weird at the beginning <laughs> of Eminem's freaking yeah. thing. Because that's what fucking MGK said, which was the dumbest fucking line I've ever heard. He dusted Slim Shady off of the fucking shelf and put him back. <laughs> Eminem just walked into the closet. (laughs) Put that white shirt on and (laughs) bleached his hair and was good. (laughs) He was like, I'm back. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so true. But yeah. You can hear the voice change with Sli- of Shady and Eminem too. Oh yeah. I love that. Well, cause Slim Shady. See, that's another thing. Y'all don't let be people be having like alter egos. See Here's another thing. Is Nicki Minaj sucks. Oh, Roman? Yeah, it's the voice. Oh, yeah, you don't like <laughs> it. She fucking yodeling? <laughs> I don't know. I like Nicki Minaj. I've never heard an American yodel before. <laughs> oh, I'm a hard bitch. I hate the the dirty. Ricola. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fucked. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what were we talking about? God, why did you say that? Can, can I just... I, I want to say something to the people. Oh, alter egos. To, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just reminding myself, but continue. The, to the people that are trying to, like, 
cancel music because of like the lyrics and everything. Like I don't I don't like Cardi B because like the the the, the lyrics she does and everything. But I respect the fact that as a musician, she's managed to succeed. Oh, I'm glad you're bringing this up because this is actually where I was going. And I can't really say anything about it because listen to this. This this woman is Lucille Bogan, okay? I love this song. I have it on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's from like 1920-something. And I want you to listen to the first couple of li- lines. Oh my god. The name of this song is called Shave Em Dry. Wait, hold on. Do you have the lyrics? No, I don't. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> that very beginning line, if you guys did not hear that, which you probably did, but if you guys didn't, that very first line was, I have nipples on my titties. Big as the end of my thumb. Big as the end of my thumb. And then what she said? I've got something between my legs that'll make a dead man come. Oh my God. Okay. See. And people, it gets worse from there. See, people. <laughs> that's See, people been wild in since the. Probably before the 20s, honestly. Just look at them. These are all from the 1920s. Look at the names of them. Okay, I'm going to read these to you guys, okay? So, 1920s songs. This is, says, When I get low, I get high. <laughs> what's, what's that smell? What's that? That smells like fish. The weed smoker's dream. That one sounds Fucking good. Love that. <laughs> Shave them dry. That was the one we just played. And uh, Ella Fitzgerald's wacky dust. Oh no! And it is exactly what you think it's about. Oh no no! <laughs> and it's just it's one of those catchy songs that you would like think your grandma would be playing. It's got like that. Like a twenties. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden she starts singing about cocaine. And you're just like. Excuse me. What? And this, I don't. A lot of people know who Ella Fitzgerald is. Oh She's yeah. Got yeah. Yeah. I had never known she did cocaine. <laughs> the, and, no, people were people have been wild in for years. Yeah. And so, but lyrics that goes into like, yeah, you can't. You're not going to judge. You're still going to just respect them as an artist or whatever. But that's my thing too. Is like, just don't listen to. Yeah. Them. Is maybe some people don't experience this, but I feel like a majority of people that I've met experience this. That. I know, baby girl, um, that you have, like, sometimes you get, like, a little angry. You want to listen to angrier music. You know, get that out. You listen to that music. Right. You don't actually mean all the stuff you're singing or anything right. like that. You're just, like, it's getting that energy out. And, see, that's why, like, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, people. I bring him up as a lot as a reference. He's my favorite fucking artist. Okay, people, just going to have to build bridge. Get over it. If you don't like hearing about or talking about Eminem, Again, not the podcast for you. <laughs> I'm not going to bring him up all the time, people. You probably but, eat Skittles. But this is like a... He de- fits into this a lot. Um, he has an alter ego, okay? And lots of people have alter egos. And not like... In, I don't even mean just like in a medical sense. But some people are... too. Huh? Technically, yes, too. Because he's Marshall Mathers. Oh, Marshall so Mathers. Eminem, and Eminem, Shady, yeah. yeah, and Slim Shady. You're right. So you have these... Um, these alter egos and I, you know, not like even in a medical sense, but like, like literally people are like, you know what? I just, I want to be fierce today. You know, they're like, I just want to be someone else today. People have that. And people, he is someone, especially if you listen to his music, like really listen to what he's talking about. 
there is there's a lot of dark stuff in it but that man has gone through a lot um any of his songs about his stepdad it's really bad he was very abused by that man disgusting but like he has angry songs and that's why i love him because when i'm fucking angry i can fucking turn on 3 a.m and am i singing about murdering people at three o'clock in the morning i sure the fuck am but i'm getting that anger out at least i'm not going out murdering people (laughs) but who hasn't been stuck in traffic and got cut off and said motherfucker i will kill you Mm mm-hmm so like people, it's just like you guys, it's you get so offended by these lyrics, but it's like these people need to get it out somehow. Wouldn't you rather them get it out in song than them be aggressive towards another human being or aggressive right. towards themselves even? Just like it's, I don't know. I let people just get their shit out. And if you don't want to listen to it, don't fucking right. listen to it. Like you just don't fucking Hopkins, listen to it. Right? Oh God, yes. <laughs> He's got, I can't remember the exact lyrics, so I'm kind of paraphrasing this, but he says something along the lines of, like, basically saying, like, why are you trying to censor my my music? Like, I'm not supposed to write about my life. I'm not supposed to write about my experiences, my tragedies, because you don't like it. Yeah. Like, fuck you. you know, exactly. I'm not going to sit here and write about what you want me to write about because, you know, no. Yeah, and you know, my fan base is going to be based off of you know people, them liking my music, not exactly. your music. And people like people, and there are people who relate to it. People who are going to relate to him. You know, you need people like this because there's those people think they have no one. That's like a lot of these rappers who are actually rapping about real things. So I'm talking about your original rappers, not your your trappers. Okay, like I drink Robitussin to get drunk. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about your trap artists, which trap is fun, but that's like party music. You know, it's, it's hyphy music. You're not meant to listen to the lyrics. Yeah. You're <laughs> not really, yeah. You're not really meant to care about the lyrics. It's more the about lyrics are repetitive anyway. Yeah. And it's more about whatever the producer is doing anyway. The beats are usually yeah. what's keeping the song going, but the artist back in the day, Oh look, Eminem just popped up on my phone. Hey, <laughs> it's a sign. Um, so it's if you listen to them they're talking about that that one of the things almost every single one of them says in at least one of their songs is them being younger and wishing they had someone who wrote that music to relate to yeah and that's all they wanted like it amazed it it's i remember something you said to me one day i can't remember what i think it honestly might have just been a random message you sent me but like you sent me something about like it was one of Eminem's songs. You were like, you're the kid that Eminem was writing about. And I thought about it and I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. Wait, I which think it song? was for us. I think it was Sing for the Moment. Oh, yeah. And I was listening yeah. to the lyrics and I'm like, yeah. Because I'd be sitting in my room writing this stuff out and like, you know. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if you don't, um, Sing for the Moment's a really beautiful, one of those more beautiful songs. It's a... See, he has beautiful music, you guys. And like, Aerosmith was actually a part of that song. Yeah. It wasn't like he didn't just, like, steal their song and, like, pieced it together. No, they got in the studio with him. Yeah, it was a re-recording. Um, just like Miley Cyrus has done the same thing. So if you guys think that, like, um, she did a mashup of her song and Stevie Nicks's, um I heard that. Oh, my God, it's so good. She did not just, like, have a producer mix that for her, so, you know, that's... It's re-recorded. 
Um, which is really fucking cool if you ask me. I'm loving that older generations are doing shit like that. Have yeah. you seen the new Fresh Prince thing? No. It started out as just like a fan video that this guy had made um, for like a remake of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But it's not a comedy. And it takes place in like this time period and everything. And it's more of like a drama. Yeah. And it was so good. Like the preview of like the little demo thing that this kid made was so good. It caught Will Smith's attention. And Will Smith hit the dude up and they actually made it into a show. Okay, so it's funny that he said that. Hi, Charlotte. That's my cat, Charlotte. She likes to talk a lot, too. <laughs> um, it's funny you bring up, like, TV shows, though, because the other day I follow... Fuck, I can't remember his name. But y'all know Ned's Declassified. Yes. The survival guy. So uh, the guy who played... The actor who plays Ned, he has a TikTok and I'm following him. And um, hella people, like, as kind of like a joke, you know, just whatever. Well not really a joke joke but mm. they were saying basically making like a ned's declassified adult survival no guide. way yeah so like creating a adult survival guide and like him mo and cookie would Please all tell be me they do this hold on listen to this so him mo and cookie would all like they would be fresh out of college and it would be like you know your beginning 20s and stuff like stuff you need as an adult mm. just like how he did with school like with middle school yeah. and high school so it's he actually got a hold of Mo, got a hold mm-hmm. of Cookie, and they were gonna he they both agreed. They were like, let's fucking do it. He got a hold of the producers of the show. They were on it. Cause you know, you, he has to go up the ladder, make yeah. sure everyone's good with for it. So you got the three main characters, you got the writers and producers of the show to be like, Oh yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do this. Yes. But Nickelodeon owns the rights to Ned's oh. Declassified. So they had to go through Nickelodeon, and Nickelodeon turned it down. What? So I just, like, people are trying to, like, start this petition. So, like, if any of y'all want to, like, push this out there yes. or anything, people are starting to start this thing to try and get Netflix to buy the rights to Ned's Declassified. Yes. And freaking um, if not make Netflix, a Ned's... Hulu. Yes, and make a Ned's Declassified adult survival guide. Yes. I would... I know you guys have enough money, so Netflix. I just want to hear Ned say shit. Yes, <laughs> dude, and he's so funny. His TikToks are freaking hilarious. Like he actually does like mini adult survival guides on his yeah. TikTok, and they're freaking so funny. And this would be a fantastic show, especially for like that millennial millennial generation. Right. Ned's, Ned's Declassified was fucking huge for us, and it was your survival guide to school. It was real life school shit that he was really going through, like. An adult survival guide just sounds genius. It so does. like, and I feel like, and I feel like it would help people too because there's a lot of adults, especially this generation, that don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like, I gotta give mad props to like my mom and my grandparents and shit and all that. Like, they them working forty hours a week, eight hours a day. I can barely work four hours a day without bitching. <laughs> like. <laughs> I work from 1 to 5.30, okay? Mm-hmm. That last 30 minutes always pisses me off. Because <laughs> it's like, I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's 4.50, cool, I'm all... Fuck, I still got a whole nother 30 minutes. <laughs> but you got to think about, like, grandma and grandpa and shit. Like, they did eight hours a day. Dude, I was... Well, you know already, but that's because of... I blame my dad. My dad made me, like, a workaholic. I have a hard time saying like no to work I have a hard time just like and I will work myself a lot now that I have my daughter I'm a little definitely a lot more cautious about it 
um, because I want to be there to see if, like, you know, the stuff she's going to go through. But, like, (laughs) I definitely, I, I, like, fucking, I work too, but I, like, have a problem. Someone just offered me a second job, and I fucking took it, like. (laughs) But, but I guess it it also depends on the work, too, like. Oh, definitely. If you have a good job. Every, not everybody, see, that's, this is the thing I don't think an older generation understands. Oh, that's a lot of shit. I know, but <laughs> not everything is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh, no, the like, you, okay. Here's just like, I feel like this is a very like hard example because people agree that not everybody should work at a bank, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's the example I'm using. If you were like, oh, the bank is hiring, the bank is hiring, so you're like, because you can get a job at the bank at 16. So let's say your son just turned 16, your daughter just turned 16, whatever, and you're like, oh, the bank is hiring. Go get a job at the bank. Get a job at the bank. Get a job at the bank, you know? It, just because it's a job. Like, you you still need a job. I'm not going to say that you necessarily enjoy at 16, but you need a job that you're going to be able to fucking still do right. well. Because, like, banking's going to involve a lot of math, a lot of this, a lot of that. And more than just math and stuff like that, it's a lot of... If you have really bad eye strain, probably wouldn't be a teller at a bank. You're going to be staring at a computer screen. I've been a teller. So you're going to be staring at that computer screen all day. There's basically no break, especially if you're at a busy bank. There's no break. So, like, that's, that's, that's not a job for everybody. But you have to think about that. Not everybody can have a cubicle job and just sit in a cubicle. Like, that causes headaches. That actually causes a lot of, like, health problems in the future. Not everybody is meant to be on their feet and be a nurse. Not everybody is meant to work retail. Some people are meant to work retail. They love it. There's people that got the knack for it. They really love it. Not everyone's meant to work sales. Some people love sales. They can sell you anything and everything. There's people that aren't meant to work fast food. There is people that aren't meant. And people think, like, oh, fast food is the easiest job. No, the fuck it's not. This is what I (laughs) have to say about fast food is, like, the thing... The customer is always wrong. Yeah. Okay, You like, honestly, fast food workers, like, they get paid minimum wage, which I understand, like, I understand, okay? It is. You don't need any experience, whatever. It's your first job. Totally get that. Totally get that. But what people don't understand is literally it is one of the hardest jobs. Mentally, one of the hardest jobs. I'm not going to say physically it's one of the hardest jobs, but people don't consider that mental strain is actually, like... If somebody walked up to you and asked you for a cheeseburger with no cheese, you're going to tell me you don't want to slap them? (laughs) You're going to tell me somebody brings up a burger and says, excuse me, I ordered this with no pickle. And you know for a fact that you did not put pickle on that sandwich and you still have to throw it out without checking and have to make them a whole new ass burger. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's the mental honestly abuse customers because customers for some reason like especially right yeah and if they've had a bad day they always take it out on like a fast food worker so it's like the mental abuse honestly and yes it is mental abuse okay people and don't lie to me because and tell me you haven't done stuff because i'm gonna tell you one thing uh someone in my life i'm not gonna say who because he's gonna get mad if i point out who he is but someone in my life okay used to work at Jack in a Box. All right. And let me tell you, a lot of customers pissed him off, all right? He uh, he maybe would have fried some frogs with your french fries, put toilet water in the soda, 
So, uh, yeah, don't tell me that nobody doesn't understand that. Cus- <laughs> yeah, that customers, okay, cause you mental abuse in fast food because I know for a fact one of the people closest to me did this. And Noah's not in any of my immediate family. I, I will say this. Um, my mom had an experience in a Jack in the Box because it was her first job. Uh, there was what a is sa- with our family? I don't know. <laughs> it was the first restaurant in Placerville. Um, I'm pretty our sure Our grandma that's also worked at uh, Jack in the Box. No, she is not the frog fryer. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom's not either, uh, unfortunately. But uh, she, they had this sandwich, I guess, that had like seasoning on it. And this lady brought up back the sandwich. Like, with one bite left. What the fuck? And was like, there's no seasoning on this. So the manager, no joke, took the seasoning and just dumped it on the one bite and said, there you go. Was not about to make a whole new ass sandwich. But that's the thing is these customers think that they can just get away with that. Yeah. And that's why I will never work fast food again. I, I like where I'm working now. Honestly, the customers now have been relatively polite. Even the ones that are rude. Are you just, do you do mainly cash? Yeah, mainly cash register. Oh yeah, see, I think that's a good job too because you're very personable. Yeah, the ones that are happy and in a good mood, I love them. The ones that are in a bad mood, I scan them and I get them on their way. I don't even make eye contact because it's just like, you're in your mood, I'll just do my thing and get you out of here. No, exactly. And see, that's like, that's a good job for you because it's you can just keep it going. Yeah. It's going, and that's nice. That's something you can do. Some people can, literally can't even fucking handle that. They're like, right. Oh, there's times where it does get you know, a little bit met. Like, I have to stop myself and just, like, take a breath. You're in public. Calm down. You like, know? you're just at work. And like, that's what people keep forgetting. You're in public. I know. In 2021, where everyone got a cell phone camera. Yo, that Karen going to be on Facebook. And these are people who sit there and at the moment, they're just like, I don't give a fuck. And then later they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that shit. Now I'm on camera. I hope at least like one Karen listens to this podcast. Because <laughs> I just, she's gonna, it's gonna, Hi, make, Karen. <laughs> it's gonna make up. Oh my god, they're calling me a Karen. <laughs> hey, if you feel like you're a Karen, you're probably a Karen. I'll be, I have Karen moments. Yeah, they definitely have moments. And honestly, we all have Karen moments. I've gone full blown Karen before. <laughs> <laughs> I try hard not to be. Oh, there's times I don't care because no. I'll just be like, "Oh, you, you fucked up. Let me talk to your manager. <laughs> I'm about to cuss your manager out. I'm about to call the owner of the establishment. I'm gonna cuss out the architect oh my of the goddamn God. place. I seriously want to call it one of the biggest Karens ever, but like, I do love her so much, and I don't want to upset her by calling her a Karen. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about, <laughs> but. She definitely is a Karen. We have some. I called her a Karen before. <laughs> I explained it to her. I was like, it's a different type of Karen, but you're lightweight Karen. <laughs> Auntie, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, I've, Auntie. I've, but sometimes. I've never experienced her call a manager, though, so I will say that. I, 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 I will say that my aunt is just very strong willed, okay? She is strong willed. <laughs> She is, I love her so much. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. But. I think that's where I get it from. But then again, I get my dad's, like... Well, I'm exactly like my, my dad, dad's so. issues with my mom's strong will, so I think that really, like, fucks me up in the end. <laughs> our, um, our parents are uh, brother and sister. That's how. He's my cousin. Um, his mom is my aunt. My dad is his uncle. 
uh, my dad is the younger brother, by the way, of like a good, how many, 13 years? Some shit like that. What year is your mom born? 69. That's <laughs> uh, not, not how I remember it, because there's a song, Summer of 69, it's one of her favorite songs, that's how I know it. But <laughs> Okay, so she's 12 years older than dad. Okay. Okay, so she's... But that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, she's like 12 years older than my dad, so, but yeah, he is the little brother. She's the older sister and they do have one more, um, brother as well. That's our uncle. (laughs) Ain't that funny too, how we're all like the middle oldest and youngest. Oh, I, I always thought about that. Okay. So our, what he's talking about is, um, there's, well, there's four of us now because I have my little brother now, but, um, he He throws that off though. He does throw it off, I know. <laughs> it is a little different because we have my little brother, but uh, my little brother wasn't born until I was 17. So for the first 17 years, it was me, my cousin Zach, and my cousin Jessica um, on my dad's side of the family. And um, that was for my uncle, my aunt, and my dad. And my uncle's the oldest, my aunt is the middle, and my dad is the youngest. And my uncle's daughter, Jessica, is the oldest. My cousin, Zach, who I have here with me today is the middle. And I am here and I was the youngest one. And mm-hmm. it's about like almost like there's a good gap between us two. Mm-hmm. Like there's 12 years between my aunt and my dad. And there's eight, seven and eight years between me and my uh, two cousins. So I'm still really close to both of them. I literally have one month between me and Jessica. You do have <laughs> one month between you and Jessica. <laughs> And it's weird because it's one month, but it's still one year. It is, yeah. You're still like 80, yeah. 90 and 91. Oh, I always thought it was funny too. So I don't know why I find these coincidences funny. They just are to me. But uh, you um, were born in 91. Jessica was born in 90. Mm-hmm. And my dad was born in 81. Mom was born in 80. That's awesome. <laughs> so I always thought that was hilarious. And mom's like at the end of the year. And dad's yeah. in February. Mom's at august so it's only like four or five months between them or some sh- shit Your like that dad's born on valentine's month yay oh my <laughs> god <laughs> by the way just for all you sensitive ass people fucking course because i i'm gonna have to explain this in the first episode i know i am just oh, so, because i just said the word gay yes huh? i'm just gonna ha- i'm explaining it so you guys like understand that <laughs> We are not against that at all. And I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, I have friends that are gay. I'm not going to go like that. I'm not fucking against it. I don't fucking, like, I'm not against fucking anything. Like, I'm seriously, I, like, I just saw this TikTok and it said, like, uh, it said, um, basically that you're not really, like, Republican, liberal, or anything like that. I just want my gay best friends to be able to get married in their weed farm with machine guns protecting it. Hell yes. And so... That's literally me. Like, I just want everybody to do whatever the fuck they want. I don't I don't want people to go around, like, murdering people and shit like that. But I don't care. I do. I, <laughs> he's pretty, I'm kidding. He is. <laughs> he's just, that's, okay, guys, dry sarcasm. Very prominent in here, okay? Very prominent. Um, but like, we make a lot of jokes like that. We grew up in a family and we love this. We are not against it. The people that are our friends are not against it. They are never offended by any of this stuff. They know that we're just joking. They know we love them unconditionally. Because we Um, say worse about ourselves than we do about other people. (laughs) Honestly, we really do. 
And we grew up in a family that was constantly roasting each other, constantly making fun of each other. And that's just kind of how we deal with everything. We are making jokes. My freaking great aunt passed away not like a year or so ago. And we have made a lot of dark jokes about our aunt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And like, that's just what they say tragedy breeds humor they are not lying and that's just how our family copes though like our whole family coped that way like we love you aunt sue like we miss you a lot but like we've definitely she doesn't care either she's probably talking shit right back to us we just can't fucking hear her man she was the biggest shit talker ever (laughs) if you think about it and this is something i I, i've tried to explain to a three-year-old to an absolutely no Success. Are you talking about your best friend's daughter? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely no success in this. But I'm hoping to do is what purpose is the sadness bringing you? Yeah, except for... Is it, is, is it making your life better to be sad and crying and depressed that the person's gone? Is it improving your your life in any way did you get a promotion at work because you were sad and depressed that your family member died and we do know you know we understand as part of the grieving process yeah it's obviously hard you're gonna go through that but at the same uh, you know it's but try to find the light in it absolutely i you know my mom told me i'm gonna bring up two things actually right now so first thing is my mom told me uh basically whenever if anything ever happened to her she does not she wants like a memorial, right? But she doesn't want like your wear all black memorial, everyone being sad. She literally has told me that I, if a party is not thrown, she will be upset like in her afterlife. Like a party needs to be thrown. Everyone needs to be in happy colors. She wants her life to be celebrated. She wants everyone to come and just talk about all the good things about her. And I love that. She doesn't want to be mourned and because she doesn't want her family to be sad because she's stuck because she's just like you know she just doesn't want her family to be sad also <laughs> should we tell them i am zach go ahead here with <laughs> oh my <laughs> god y- soft. oh god y'all he just slammed his head i have a couch cut. <laughs> and he just i'm not cutting <laughs> this is completely uncensored for all your chaotic nonsense <laughs> No, he had just hit his head. I'm I'm gonna tell the story now. Fuck <laughs> your soft ass couch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The, so the man I have here today, Zach, um, for years now. Okay, actually, like before he leaves, I actually want to get it right, rewrite everything down, just because we have gone through so much over the last few years that like we need to like She's we need to combine this and like you know figure it out. But um, it basically, could be a movie, damn near at this point. Honestly, basically. Um, when, if anything was ever to happen to Zach, I am basically in charge of everything. And he has it, he has it planned out where he just, he also wants to be celebrated. He doesn't want it to be a sad thing. He doesn't want it to be sad. He just wants his friends to still like, feel like he's there with them. He's, you know, just, he's still chilling there how he always was. So like for probably the last, I'm going to say consistently for probably the last seven years, I know she's just she's she's so he was fucking with my cat and now she's still trying to get his fingers even though he's not fucking with her anymore she's confused she's like hella confused her hair's standing up she's a little scared 
<laughs> so for consistently for the past seven years, I'm 23, definitely started when I was 16 years old and he moved in with me and my parents. Um, we have been planning his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dying. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> We've just been planning it because he does a lot of stupid shit and, you know, he just doesn't know what's going to happen one day. It's true. So, like, he's kind of gotten over that stage now, but definitely seven years ago we were still in that stage. But There was a lot more in the original planning than there has been recently. <laughs> there was. But we have, like, planned that. I mean, this man... Okay, we're talking... I'm going to give you guys the rich one because the rich one's just fucking fantastic. <laughs> this is, like, if, if Zach ever had the money, this is what I'm supposed to do with the money, you guys. <laughs> I am... First of all, all the people who are going to be his, um, ooh, you know, honestly, see, this is stuff we're going to have to figure out because he has a few different options here. I need to figure out which one it is. If he wants to be buried in a coffin, then he will be brought in in a coffin. (laughs) A glass coffin. A glass coffin held by stormtroopers. So, yes, all six of you people carrying this man's coffin must be in stormtrooper outfits. And he will be dressed as Darth Vader. There will be <laughs> Jedis standing in the hallway with lightsabers like this. In a triangle. So that way, like, the coffin goes underneath the lightsabers yeah. while the Imperial March plays me out. Yes, you heard that correctly, everybody. He will have a Star Wars funeral. I can't remember where I got this idea from. <laughs> Probably from his just his love of fucking Star Wars. No, this this actually came from somebody. Like, oh this, somebody was in high school gave me this idea. <laughs> he also has, I think this is just more of like, we don't have the money to really like pull all that there. Because there's a lot that goes into that. We're going to have to, that's a lot of set up people. I don't think you realize that. Yeah. But there's also going to be a Grim Reaper standing in one corner. Oh, yeah. A CIA agent standing in another corner. Oh, yeah. Those are like, yeah. So those are, you know, for mysterious reasons, obviously. It's going to be the first funeral to feature a roast because I want people to talk so much shit about me. Yes. The roast. Okay. So things that will definitely probably happen for sure. Uh, I, we can always make a roast happen. Oh, yeah. We can always make the roast happen. That'll definitely happen. Um we will definitely, he will definitely be able to have the CIA agent and the Grim Reaper because even if we can't buy people, oh, I am paying people in the family to dress up like that. And they buy will wear, people. <laughs> well, no, because you know, like the actors and stuff that'll come. Renting them. Because <laughs> renting people sounds better than buying people. Buying them or human trafficking. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Paying actors Rent and actresses. Oh my God. <laughs> paying actresses and actors to come you know that just can get really expensive it would just be cheaper for me to like find family yeah and they'll be wearing they can be wearing so you don't know who it is it's even more mysterious they're just random people there i know who they are uh those i can definitely make happen um i can still make the stormtrooper thing happen and the darth vader thing happen because that's like not a that's those are easy easy to buy some costumes he has another one though so a mausoleum yes (laughs) That's the, this is a very extravagant mausoleum. Yeah, this is like, yeah, he has like a super, this is like if we, we millionaires at this point, okay, we're like living it up if he gets this. He wants to be put in a mausoleum that's like a stoner cave, okay, just to like keep it short. It's basically a stoner cave, so you can still smoke with him. Then there's even a smoke thing connected to where he is put in the mausoleum. 
you can uh, see the Darth Vader costume and everything. Yes, so that way you can blow the smoke at him because that's what he wants. And if he had the money for that, then that's what he wants and y'all can't say anything. And you can invite your friends over to hang out with your homie Zach and throw them off when they show up to a cemetery. <laughs> And walk into a fucking mausoleum and see Darth Vader chilling in a goddamn fucking... And if it's cheap, cheap, he's getting cremated. And what are we doing? I forgot. I don't remember. I had a few different ideas. Yeah. One of them involves Charlie Sheen and a bag of cocaine. Oh, we're about to get, <laughs> we're about to get cut off, you guys. Hold on. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, those are his things. Mm. And, yeah, we've been planning these for fucking years now. There's but also like... going to be a button... That moves my body. Oh yeah, that's right. We we guys, this has gone deep. Okay, like way deeper than it should. Like <laughs> and also, we get memes on Facebook because you know your phones are always listening. We get those memes on Facebook all the time about like funeral like ideas and shit like that. And I got one from a funeral home the other day. I was <laughs> like, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> so yeah, that's a. <laughs> We've been doing that for a hot minute, you guys. And it has changed too with my um. My my change of heart as far as like funerals and stuff because like when I took my anthropology class mm-hmm. and I learned how different cultures perceive like the soul and perceive like that oh yeah 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 and started learning how like their different funeral practices and shit go and how they kind of look at us weird for burying our bodies in the ground yeah I was like huh that does kind of seem odd I started looking at cemeteries as like a that one picture I took of the um, that hallway of all the like um, the little individual like crypts and stuff. Yeah. Or like the little wall ones where they put the coffin in. Yeah. And I called it apartment of the dead because I was just sitting there looking at it and I'm just picturing like a essentially leftovers in a refrigerator. <laughs> And that's the only thing that I could picture through my mind is like there's no soul. There's no. This is no longer a person. This is. A, yeah. a carcass it's you know yeah when you look at and i know like vegans and stuff is different but like when you look at a bucket of fried chicken do you see the chicken next door no no yeah. <laughs> you see something fucking delicious I not saying that when i yeah. see a corpse i think of delicious food but no you I yeah <laughs> no no i totally understand by the way you guys speaking of since speaking of cannibalism oh also again horror movies gore anything like that um that is i'm about to bring it up so like that's not for you just take a second to maybe like skip the next five minutes or so because i'm if about to bring up some weird shit how human meat tastes i will be interested in telling you and also i just i'm gonna talk about okay so his mom oh my gosh his that's mom like one hair in my mouth right now ew his mom dated this man for a long time all right i'm just gonna leave him unnamed right now because it's just there's no reason to put it out there and was he kidnapped (laughs) what happened with him with bill oh when he ate the uh what did he eat dog or something like that or was it human no it was dog it was dog i ate human no i know yeah he He ate ate dog dog, right he yeah he went to i think it was like vietnam or korea and by the way my cousin did not willingly do this okay he's dated some crazy ass motherfucking people yeah <laughs> okay this bitch was weird yeah it wasn't a bitch it was a dude uh, the i, I did date the dude he just he was a traveler 
and he went to one of those places where the tribes still practice uh, ritualistic cannibalism as a form of a funeral practice. So what they do is they cremate the body, but they eat pieces of it. Ew. And he was invited to that, and he actually violated the um, the ritual by taking a piece of the person back to America. What the fuck? Yeah. Because um, he's a sick individual. He likes to bring back shit. Yeah, and uh, they sick. let him, they actually let him participate in the eating part of it. Ew. But uh, he managed to sneak back a bit because he wanted to fuck with me. And, oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, that's just fucking disgusting. And no. I just want you guys to know that my cousin didn't like go out like fucking looking to be a cannibal, okay? He's had encounters with very weird people. Yeah. And <laughs> I spent two years on meth. Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of shit happens and like I can totally do an episode on that. I have a lot to say about drug use and stuff like that. It's really um it was big in my family. Um I'm hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, yeah, so, um, the dog thing. I want to tell you guys this story, though, because it's so fucking weird. Every time I hear it, I'm like, yo, this actually happened to this man? So, was he was kidnapped? No, he, to be honest with you, I think there's a lot, now that my mom was telling me more about it, I think it happened to his brother, and he just stole his brother's stories. Okay, it happened Um, to somebody, though. Right, but he was in um, the military, and he was stationed out in, like, Korea or wherever, one of those places where they eat dog. Yeah. And he just was eating dinner with these people, and he liked the food. And we're not saying, by the way, we're also not saying that there's anything wrong with eating dog or whatever like that. Okay, we understand that there's people who are disgusted that we eat pig and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm not going to judge. culturally insensitive. No, I just, we understand it's, every culture is different. It's whatever. Yeah. And to those of you who are sitting there calling people sick for eating dog. There's people I calling you sick. I want you to sick. think about that before you throw your lobster live into a fucking boiling pot of water. Yeah. So, just, yeah, because yeah. that's still an animal, too. And you hear that thing fucking scream when you throw it in the water, so... Yeah, but that's because the air escaping them. No, there's... It probably is because the air yeah, escaping it's not. They don't, <laughs> don't have, like, vocal cords and shit. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Well, it would be. be. Cool? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> They do squirm, though. Oh, yeah, because it's do, hot. They do. It's, really, it's still sad. That's my point, though, is it's still fucking Imagine sad. Imagine going, like, you know, when you, when you walk into your house and it's hot as fuck. You know, imagine a lobster thinking, oh, I'm about to go back into some water. This water's not like the normal water I get in. No, yeah. It's just, you know, our well, point. Well, not that they would know that they're in water. Yeah. It's, our point is just, like, it's. Do fish know they're wet? I thought you're not wet if you're in water. You've never heard that? So water makes you Then what wet. are you if you're in you're water? You're just submerged in water. You're not wet till you get out of the water. Oh. Because then your dry body has now become wet. That water makes, makes you wet. Did you know you cannot be underwater? What? The only, yeah. <laughs> oh, because you, you're not you under. You're in water, you're in can, water you not can't under. Be under. You can be under the surface of the water. Interesting, that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, okay, so yeah, so he was, anyway, I just wanted, we just wanted to get that out. Yeah, just, he was kidnapped in Germany. I just feel allegedly, like. Allegedly. Because he was like one of Hitler's perfect children. Because he's blonde haired, blue eyed. What the fuck? He said that? What? The, oh my God, this man is crazy. He was, he was kidnapped by Nazis. Not like 
he's not, not like even World a... War Two Nazis, but like the ones that they're still like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still out there in Germany. They're yeah. Still, oh my god. They're like an underground society now. What the fuck? That's yeah. He told me he did not see it coming. <laughs> and frankly, it was horrifying. Oh my god. See, that's just. Oh my god, I wanted to tell you guys this crazy story because I thought it was so crazy, but my aunt's not with the guy anymore, and now I'm just realizing that this man was a fucking psycho. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He, well, so what's interesting then is this man did tell us that he went to this place and he was fed dog and he was kidnapped at one point, apparently. And, he, and this man had like the craziest stories, and it's so sad because I was so little and I really did believe all this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was so young when they first got together. Like, these crazy stories are so interesting to a little, to just like a little person, you know? Like, oh my God, you went through all, I don't know. And then to like, looking back at it now and listening and thinking of some of the stuff that he said and shit, and so I was like, he was kind of a dick. Like there was kind of a dig. There he was, was a something. Dig. Yeah, there was something he had said about something one time. I, it was like a song or something, and I'm like, and I believed it for the longest fucking time. And I looked it up online, and I'm like, oh, he lied to me. Uh, like, he like lied because he thought it would be funny for me to sit here and sound like an arrogant idiot and sit there and say, oh, this song is about this, only for it to not be about you know whatever it was about. Right. Yeah. No. See, that's just. Oh, God. Man, I thought it really had something interesting for y'all, but it's just... Although, if you do want to know something interesting, the song I'm turning Japanese is not about a guy turning Japanese. Isn't it? I thought it was about masturbation. It is. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean... And Kirsten Dunst does a cover of it. Oh my god, that's awesome. hilarious. You guys, I just... The reason I keep, like, fucking doing these stupid disclaimers is because I just... I know it's my first podcast, and I know even though I've said it a ton of times, the fucking people on the internet are stupid. I've been to Facebook jail so many times. And just, like, I I know that even though I keep saying it, people are still going to fucking say that, oh, well, you said this, so it means this. I'm trying to tell you guys, we are very dark, humorous people, okay? And do you know why they do that? Because they're pick-me's. Well, yeah. They're the <laughs> ones that they'll sit there and they'll scan, they'll they'll fast-forward through what we just said, and they'll miss that part where we just said, don't take this shit, you know. Seriously. Right. Like, don't take it to and heart. And then they get sensitive about it, and then you tell them, oh, you do realize we said it right here, and when you call them out, they get even more mad. Oh, my God. Those are internet Karens. Yeah. <laughs> I did that shit on Facebook one time because someone had said something. So I'm like, I don't even care. You guys can take me off the group if you want. And somebody was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You're going to care once we blah, blah, blah. You know, if we take you off the group or you get zucked. And I circled my comment and I posted it again. And I'm like, what part of I don't care did you not understand? Because <laughs> you, you I was like, don't. by all means, remove me from this group. See if I give a shit. <laughs> it's and- a Futurama fan page. I'm so going to be worried if I get removed from it. For real, though. Oh, my God. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to bother me that I got removed from a page that posts literally the same fucking meme every day. <laughs> you know what? I do love that 80s, 90s, 2000 nostalgia page. Oh, yeah. my God. I love that page. Lars isn't a part of that page. Oh, I'll, I, I'll need to add him so that way I can still tag you and stuff. Because Lars will be a little too... Uh... <laughs> if you guys wanted to, just like a little shout out. Like, my cousin has a Facebook page. Um, if Lars, what's the middle name? Lars Lamore Carlisle. Um, so if you look that up, uh, Lamore is L E M O R E. L. Oh fuck! Did I already know? 
And then Carlisle, I know, is C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E. So if you want to look him up on Facebook, um, it's just a puppeteer account. It's really fucking funny, though. Um, he does lots of comedy skits and stuff like that. So if you wanted to check it out, you definitely, definitely can just go on Facebook. It's, look that up. It's L French E M O U R E. He's saying French E. It has an E with an accent over it. Yeah. It says Lemo. Uh, his name is Lars Lemore <laughs> Carlisle. So. And he's British. It makes no sense yeah. that he's got a French. <laughs> so, like, he's a, what, he's a lemur. What is he? He's a lemur. He's a lemur? Yeah. Okay. So, I think that's at least what he looks like. Yeah, so, so he's, he's a lemur. Um, it's just it's just funny. Uh, just You can just look him up on Facebook, add him. He will accept your friend request. Um, if, again, sensitive topic warning, just so you know. Uh, but I can say it and you'll laugh because there's a puppet on my hand. <laughs> i'm not even gonna say what that's referencing if y'all get that reference please keep listening to my podcast you will we will get along okay if you don't understand that uh that's yeah amazing. you can you can understand it for two reasons i said i'm pu- i put up two like y'all can see my fingers right now <laughs> what <laughs> um there's actually two reasons you can understand that and if you understand it for either reason either the song or the actual person who said it like the you know the actual puppet you know so if yeah. you know who the puppet is that he's talking about or the song he's talking about podcast is for you we will get along <laughs> and to me that's got to be like one of the greatest songs because i looked back at it because i had always thought that it was like a team-up thing and then i looked back at it later after watching an interview or reading something and i was like oh that's not the original puppet Mm-mm. this isn't it's a diss track mm-hmm. and that was like oh that's right because he dissed him yo no yeah it <laughs> and is. it made it so much funnier to me because i was like damn he really went after a puppet <laughs> no and then at the very end he changes his accent yeah and he's like um he says i am not triumph i am arnold get, get out <laughs> See, okay, so we, I, I was wrong. There's three people that have been able to hold up against Eminem. Oh, yeah. And Triumph the Insult Comic Talks one. <laughs> yeah, but Triumph the fucking Insult Comic Talks. He raps, God. too. I know, but, like, he, like, he can hold his own with anybody. Yeah. He was fucking just going off. He was insulting He's everybody and everybody. recently, too. He's no, the like, only one to survive this cancel culture so far. See, that's what another thing is, like, I don't... Like we said in the very, see, this is perfect that we're coming back to this because um, we're probably going to be on here for about maybe like 15 more minutes max. And then that's how it shows like all of this kind of has to do with cancel, cancel culture. Yeah. So this is a good connection back. And before we have to say goodbye and stuff, uh, just because we are both getting hungry <laughs> and uh, we do, uh, I do need to go grab my daughter. So, um, but yeah, it's tying it all back into cancel culture. The stuff you guys are choosing to cancel here, it's. Like, if that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't have been mad if you canceled Eminem. Just pick the right song. Right. Like, I, at least something I can understand. And what exactly are we canceling? Yeah, what are you... Do you just want not anybody to listen to his... That's, yeah, that's a we're, good question. Do you want not anybody... We're grown adults. Yeah, it's... If you don't like Eminem, oh, nobody is demanding that you listen uh, to him. Another thing I... I actually okay. I saw one of my favorite TikTokers say this, and I was like, "I." It made me start wondering too. So like, 
if anybody listens to this podcast, you want to comment on my Facebook um, status or anything like that, you want to comment on my cousin's Facebook status because I'm sure he will be sharing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a question that I genuinely have. It obviously depends on what they did. I'm not saying like how we were talking about Datsik at the beginning. If he came on and apologized for all that stuff, like that's nasty, disturbing stuff. Yeah, you can't apologize. No, you need help. Like that's something completely different. But here's what I want to know. When people do something like ignorantly or something and everybody calls them out for it, the whole internet's bashing them and everything. And then they come out and they make this apology video and it's a good one. I'm not going to say like the people who like beat around the bush, people who are genuinely coming I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. Let me explain. Let me learn from this experience. Like, help me help you guys type of thing. And then you guys get mad at them for apologizing. What do you guys want? What right. What is it you want? This person is recognizing their wrongs and trying to get better. We are all growing as people. You cannot tell me that you have not made mistakes and you have not grown from them. And you have not needed forgiveness from people right. to keep going. What what is that? Can people not? It feels like a lose lose. Lose lose. Like what's once you find out about it, it's over. And it's like so because they're a celebrity or because they are an, a social media influencer, they're not allowed to apologize and be right. human and do that. At what point do we stop that? I just if you guys want to comment, like let us know genuinely where you're coming from on this and what you yeah. see about it. That'd be awesome. Let me ask you something. This kind of ties into that because it, it, it goes back to how you were talking about. I want to listen to this song. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's it's this can this can be used in the same thing with like civilian people with non celebrities. I hear people talk about, oh yeah, I'm the kind of person you can come to me with anything, and I'll never judge you, and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if I walked up to you and told you I found a 14 year old girl attractive sexually? Yeah, I can come to you with anything, right? Or are you going to instantly judge exactly. me like that? Exactly. Yeah. the first thing you're going to do is judge me? Am I going to worry about getting hit? Am I going to worry about what, you know, especially if maybe five minutes ago I just saw you post something about knocking out a child molester or something. Exactly. And now I've got this, can I come to you with something I'm concerned about with my own well-being? Yeah. I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. Not saying that I do. Yeah. He's not, again, This people, is a hypothetical. This hypothetical you know, doesn't fucking go and, around looking at little But let's girls. be honest, we live, in a, we live in a generation where you, sometimes you can't tell a 14-year-old. Oh, absolutely. A, kid, a dude came into my work yet the other day yes. looking for a job, and I looked at him and went, how old are you? And he and he goes, I'm like 22. And I'm like, bro, I need to see your ID. <laughs> he showed me his ID. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, I don't want to be rude, but you look 12. He goes, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it works both ways. You find people who you're like, dude, you still look hella young. And then right. you go the opposite way. You see these girls who look like they're in their 20s and they're fucking 13, 14 years old. Like, that's And they're it. dressing like it and acting like yeah. it. And, and sometimes even lying about it and saying they're older than they really are. But what I'm saying is, like, how can you trust a friend with something like that if you're seeing, you know, like, you know, oh, they don't deserve, you know, therapy or they don't deserve, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, so... What if your friend is going through a struggle right now? Also, I definitely, we've, me and Zach have had this conversation about, do you deserve prison or do you deserve, do you need therapy? Do you need to go to a psychiatrist? And a lot of the pro, I am, molestation, not good. 
anything. It's not good. It's not good. But those people are sick. They need help. Right. They need they to need... be put somewhere where they can be fixed, where they can be talked to. Why did you do this? Why? And some What's of them, going through your head that made you do this? And some of them know they're sick. Like, a, actually, a lot of them mm-hmm. know that they, like, those thoughts they shouldn't be having. But it's like, then they do something, they obviously get arrested for right. it. But the problem is, is, like, usually they go to jail. A lot of the times, child molesters get MTL. murdered. They get, they get killed and stuff like that. Which, I mean, a lot of people, that's justice, you know? And it's like, and I think that's absolutely, I don't think the killing's absolutely disgusting. I think, you know, the child, the chomo is absolutely, right. absolutely terrible. But it's like some some of those people, if they just had the chance to go to a psych ward or a bear. They could have been fixed. They could have been fixed. Like I they, mean, it doesn't take away the damage that they did, but at least it could it could save a life. Yeah, it could save a life in the future. Humans, like humans deserve that because up until I want to say nineteen forty three, the legal age of consent was like sixteen. No, yeah, and it and There's when you still think cultures of cultures around the world that once yeah. you start your first period, you're considered a woman. And you have to think about things have changed. Like back in like the eighteen hundreds, people only lived to like thirty or forty, so you mm-hmm. were middle aged by the time you were fifteen, sixteen yeah. years old. Your life was half over. We lived to like almost a hundred. Probably by the time me and my cousin's generation really, like, like the 90s really gets old. Like, we're in our 50s and 60s and 70s. I'm not going to say 50s. I'm going to say, like, 60s, 70s, 80s because that's really, like, an older generation Yeah, that's now. when everything totally from that generation yeah. dies out. So, like, when we're that age, people, I'm telling you right now, we're going to have people easily, like, 120, mm-hmm. 130, and it's not going to be like they struggled to get there. That's going to be what's right. natural. You're going you're gonna to look at a 100-year-old, and they're going to look 50. Exactly. As opposed to now, where you could tell somebody looks 90. No, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's going to progress. Like, we have, we are just living longer and longer and longer and longer and longer. It's because we're learning. We are learning, exactly. And so, like, we're able to take care of our bodies better. A lot of people, like, you know, there was this um, Asian lady, she was on the news, and I think she made it to like a hundred and she's like a hundred and something years old. And they were like, uh, they asked her what she did. And she said, she just moved every day. She gardened. She just did everything. She was a very healthy lady. So imagine if people were living that healthy lifestyle all the time. Because back in the 1800s, we weren't, there was still some nasty foods going around. Okay. Things weren't that great. Okay. I mean, you look at even now you get these older generations of people who, who I, I've gotten this argument with two of my house staff or two of my housemates one day. To a point where I was like, okay, we're beating a dead horse. Can we please drop this subject? Yeah. Because it was just like, what you knew in your day was relevant, but science, the guys who spent hours on a molecular level studying this stuff, know more than your experience as an adult. No, yeah. Just because you... Yeah. Like, you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, I used to do this and blah, blah, blah. I used to leave... Uh, we all yogurt out on the on the counter all night and eat it and had no problems blah 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 okay you're 50 and you look 70 yeah do you think maybe that had something to do with it also we used to in the 70s we stuck people in a car seat that didn't even have protection they was just like a metal belt that like right. a fucking roller coaster right you know evolution changes progress happens for the better we study these things for a reason exactly so it's just that's that's Old, as I, and I joke around a lot about it and how I say I don't like old people. And, it, and it's not that I don't 
like old people, okay? It's not, I don't like old people as a whole, as a, as a culture. He doesn't like the generation, basically. Yeah. He's just, it's very... Because one, I don't like being They're stuck 30. in their ways. Yeah, I don't like being 30 and being called kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm 30. I've been through some struggles. I've been through some shit that most adults have never been through. Yeah. You know, I've been through things that most 70-year-olds have never experienced, and I'm more of an adult than they are, but I'm still being called kid. You know, I've... I've and I hate the, like, well, I'm older than you, so you're still a kid to me. And I understand that, but, like, you still... That's something that the older generation has a problem understanding. You still need to respect us right, as we have grown up. respect. Exactly. The, those are our boundaries. We don't want to be called something. Just please don't call us that. Right. Why is it that so hard? And, and you're sitting here saying, like, oh, respect your elders, respect your elders. Give me something to respect. Exactly, yeah. You're... Your 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 time on this planet does not subject you to automatic respect. Yeah. Charles Manson was what fifty sixty years old. Does that mean he deserves respect? Yeah. Dorothea Puente. Yeah. You know, does she deserve respect solely because she's older than us? She killed people. Exactly. <laughs> so we have about five minutes left, but I'm just gonna end it on this note right here. So if you want to answer that question, just like. What what are your guys' opinions? Do you just like how do you feel about that? The where do you think it um, comes to when it comes to apologizing and stuff like that? And a, I'm I'm talking about a genuine apology. Like, is it really that we're just not letting influencers be able to apologize because they're on social media all the time, um, which I think is not okay because we're all human and we all make mistakes and we all deserve a chance. Um, so I want to end it on that. I also want to say if you guys have any questions for either me or Zach, um, please leave them in the comments as well. I would be super interested in hearing all your questions about me or anybody and um, doing like a Q&A uh, for you guys just to answer those questions. Um, so yeah, but this was my first episode and this was Gadmouth TV and I'm Two Cents Tabs and Today I brought you lots of controversy on cancel culture and you got to dig into my life a little bit and get a little personal with me today and I honestly really enjoyed it. This was really fun for me. So I will see you guys next week for episode two and have a good day, everybody. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>